Hey, welcome to the How Is School podcast, where we work to help families get beyond dead-end questions like, how is school? And into more fruitful and relationship-building conversations. My name is Josiah Stumbo. I'm the campus student ministries pastor for Grace Church in Olmstead Falls, Ohio. I'm a husband, dad, and deep appreciator of good coffee. And I'm Michael Campbell, pastor of children's ministry, husband to an amazing bride, and father of three. Every month, we will walk through a biblical, philosophical, or theological question that we know kids and teenagers think about and come up with some ideas for you to talk about those concepts with your kids at home. Because we believe that healthy family conversations create a healthy family culture. Yep. And this month, we'll be helping parents provide some comfort and reassurance to their children, talking through the question, what should I do when I'm afraid? When I was a kid, I remember my mom giving me some great advice about this topic and truly helping me overcome some of my fears. So we're going to help you have that conversation too, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, let me tell you a little bit about just a snapshot of fear manifesting itself in my home and in my kids. So just last week, Jovi, my two-year-old, started coming down in the middle of the night crying, and she's had trouble sleeping ever since the new baby was born, but um, this time she's, it's not just like restless and she wants to come sleep in our room, she's been really crying, and so we've asked her what's going on, and she said it's that she's afraid, and then I asked her what she was afraid of, and she's afraid of monsters. Now, my six-year-old, when he was that age, was never afraid of monsters because he had no concept of what a monster could possibly be. (laughs) But Jovi has a six-year-old brother who likes to draw a lot. He's got a great imagination. It's really fun to see the things that he's been drawing. But there are some pretty crazy monsters that come out of his uh, markers and colored pencils. And so he loves to run around with his drawings and play with his sister and pretend the monsters are in the closet. And so that has caused some fear in the two-year-old. So um, it's been interesting to watch it. Like uh, we want to encourage the creativity in our son. His monsters aren't gory. His monsters (laughs) aren't like evil. They're just fun and kind of crazy monsters. Um, But scary enough to make a two-year-old's imagination uh, go a little crazy, I think. So um, how do you encourage the six-year-old while protecting the two-year-old from her fears of the dark and or not just the dark but these monsters that could be in the house so that question is what we're going to be discussing today just wanted to give you a little glimpse of what it looks like at the stumbo household yeah and it looks different for each age so whether you know that you have different age kids in your home i have different in mine and there's teenagers fear is going to look a lot different so even last night we had you know talking about fear of the dentist with my own but looking forward to getting into this conversation yeah let's jump into the theology behind the question what should i do when i'm afraid And this is such an innocent and sincere question. Like it, the reality is it's very difficult to prepare for that fear. The feeling of fear is almost always inconvenient, right? Because if it was, we would like explain away that fear or prepare for a scenario where we would avoid it completely, right? So mm. we also need to preface that, you know, today's question, it's not about anxiety or worry necessarily. Mm. Like maybe we could do another podcast on that soon, but there's a difference between worry and anxiety and fear. 
Now, like it can actually be a positive things because it warns us about real danger. So whether that's a car swerving into our lane unexpectedly or a loss of a loved one, but it could also be a, a negative thing when it causes us to anticipate a danger that doesn't exist, like that every car remotely within our vicinity is going to swerve into our lane unexpectedly. So the, the first situation, like that causes us to react to something that's actually happening and could save lives, whereas the second causes us to react to something that might happen. And, and that's important to understand because fear is an unpleasant emotion that comes like within us we tend to think of it as you know being bad in all circumstances but it's actually not it could be very you know self-preservation in some instances but ultimately it's really important to distinguish between what is real and what isn't and sometimes it's the enemy trying to distract us from like the life that god wants us to live so the biblical approach to fear must also be considered because we have been adopted as children of God. We, we no longer have to remain in bondage to fear. The fear of man traps us, but trusting in the Lord keeps us safe, right? Like Jesus said, we shouldn't be anxious about our lives or worry about tomorrow, but should be focused on God and how he has met our needs today. And we don't need to be anxious about whether he's gonna provide for us because he know we will as a loving father. There's no need to fear because God is on our side. We are to be encouraged because God is on his way to save his people. That's the encouraging thing. So when we see horrible fear-inducing things happening around us, we can, we can have confident faith, like legitimate faith that he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. And we are instructed to not be anxious and to make our requests known to God. And in doing so, he's going to guard us with his peace. But mm. there will always be things um, we, that are well justified being fearful about, especially when it comes to raising our kids. But we can have courage and faith that God is going to help us through every question, every struggle. And we can seek to release our burdens on the Lord. Um, as Jesus said, like, find your rest for your souls. That's what it's going to do, you know, seeking him, right? Yeah, that's really good. I love that um, hope that there is as Christians that uh, you mentioned to me as we were preparing mm -hmm. for this. How many times in scripture is it say, that does the Lord yeah. say, do not fear? Yeah, in the NIV specifically, there's over 70 times yeah. where the Lord says, do not fear. Yeah, and it, it's it's not one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like if you've feared, you've sinned, yeah. um, but more like he wants to provide comfort because he knows that there's going to be things in our life that cause us to fear. And I also love how you highlighted fear is usually, well, it's a problem when it's irrational. And yeah. So finding reality is the goal and isn't that what god helps us do all the time to like put our feet on a firm foundation yes. find the truth and the fact that we have a connection with the creator of all mm -hmm. the sustainer of all makes just brings comfort makes comfort possible even if the world seems totally out of control and like i seem like i could be in a very dangerous situation I'm still in touch with the one who is sovereign. <laughs> yeah. I'm still in touch with the all-powerful God. And um, ultimately, my life is in his hands. My well-being is in his hands. Yep. And so, to me, that provides so much comfort because I know how good God is. And so, uh, yeah, finding the reality 
is the goal and really probably the key to overcoming fear, I would think. Yeah, and I don't want to jump the gun a little bit, but that's, so when God says do not fear, it's a little bit different when we say it to our kids, like don't be scared. Hmm. Like that's, I want to caution parents when we say that. Like there's another phrase we can use. When you say don't be scared, when they're scared, those are legitimate feelings that they're going through that they haven't processed yet or their brain hasn't developed enough yet to understand how they're feeling. So. You know, like encourage those feelings and validate them, like that they can acknowledge them, uh, speak them out. And, you know, when we're talking about proving if it's legitimate or not, like have them engage in that fear is going to be a very important part on that that next step to overcoming it for them. Hmm. What does engaging in fear look like? What do you, what do you mean? So my son Jameson was going to the dentist. He was terrified to to do it like the whole night before he was crying about it and you know we tried like you know maybe we'll we'll have a treat afterwards or we'll give you a present like trying to think about that but it wasn't helping and the the next day comes and we still had the appointment right and then Mm -hmm. as he's headed out the door out of nowhere he's just like i'm gonna be okay (laughs) and then he gets into the car and goes Uh off Uh doesn't move at all doesn't cry in the dentist but like he was scared for two days walking in Uh and for whatever reason you know maybe the God wanted him to walk through that. But like, that's Uh just one small example of saying, okay, I know I'm scared, but I trust my parents who care for me. Uh So I'm going to go through with it. And do you think him facing that fear by expressing it to you guys and talking it through, I'm I'm sure that helped. Yeah. And you have to, you have to create that culture where they're comfortable with letting you know that they're scared Yeah, because we've all been there. Uh And if you just want to shut that down right away and not engage in it, then they'll be scared to ever tell you they're scared. And then they just sit there. And then that's where I think fear, um, allows the enemy to win a place in our hearts. Yeah, that's good. I, I know that feeling pretty well of when you have an irrational fear and you know it's irrational, you feel kind of dumb for even having it, yeah. but then you also yeah. still have it. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. I'm pretty afraid of heights, like up over yeah. 20 feet, I get uh, like, and roofs, I just can't walk on roofs yeah. very well. I need to trim some branches that are hanging over <laughs> my roof and I just can't get myself up there. Yeah. Um, and if like, it feels kind of like vulnerable to admit like i know i'm not if i climbed up there i wouldn't fall off (laughs) i have good balance i grew up skateboarding so i developed on my balance (laughs) really well but i uh (laughs) (laughs) but like i mean accountability is huge too because if you told me i'd be like dude i'll come over i'll cut your tree for you (laughs) like i don't like heights either but like I'd rather you free on the me, weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'd be scared more than you, and that's important for parents too. Like bearing the burden with them is important, yeah. um, not just discrediting it and kind totally. of walking them through and and not solving it for them, uh-huh. um, but maybe giving practical ways of having them come to that conclusion. Because if we solve all of our children's, our teens, or you know infants' problems for them, they won't have a way to process and do it on their own. Just real quickly, and I'll sum up here. As children of God, we, we're tempted to succumb to that fear and worry. Um, we should instead turn our focus back to God through praise and prayer. So some practical things I think could help would, would be listening to praise and worship music, praying with a friend, posting encouraging scriptures around our houses where they could be easily seen for, for everybody, like the adults and the children. Do whatever it takes to make it easier for you to meditate on God's word mm-hmm. than on our worry. So focus on God's promises. Don't pretend that fear doesn't exist in our life, but also don't let it linger and have free reign. 
So if we let that fear control us and dictate our decisions, that is the example our children will follow when they encounter their own fear. So being able to walk through what dependence looks like is important. So, I mean, what do you think? Like, why why do we get scared, Josiah? What are some of the reasons from your perspective? Yeah, well, it's pretty complicated and I'm not a counselor, you're not a counselor, but just thinking about as we just look at this whole topic of fear, it's a big topic because there's all sorts of different types of fears. I talked about a an irrational fear of heights that there's a mixture of like, it actually is good that I don't want to just stand on the edge of a cliff. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> because it's like you said, self-preservation. So there's fears like that. There's fears of other people, relational fears, what other people might think of us, what other people might do to us. There's fear of the future which could be like the future while I'm living or the fear of death in the yeah. future. There's the fear of ourselves. Like what, what could I do? I remember facing this fear strongly mm. in college. For some reason, I was plagued with these fears of like, what if I do something really, really bad? And then I realized yeah. like, that's irrational because I've, I've been, I have character that's not going to do that. But for some reason there was this fear of my own self. And, and again, that it's mixed with some healthy, like, sure, put up all the guardrails in your life, not to do really bad stuff, build the character, but don't, don't live in this fear of yourself. And then there's the fear of God, um, which again, could be, it's, we're commanded to fear the Lord. Um, but then also when he comes and reveals himself, he commands us not to be afraid, right? So there's this balance, even with the fear of the Mm -hmm. Lord, that we need to have the deep respect for him and never take lightly being in his presence and stand in awe of who he is, but not actually be afraid to be around him. So there's, um, all of these different types of fears we probably could dive into, but um, in general, it's just good for us to know that as believers, we belong to Christ, and so we can take comfort in that, but then also be aware that there's all these other factors that can play into our feelings. Uh, Some legitimate self-preservation things, other irrational Mm. things, other... um, insecurities that we might have we said we're this isn't about anxiety and it's not but it's not even easy to separate all that Um, it's all mingled in with our fears so we see every day how culture creates and perpetuates and even exploits many of our fears mainstream media tends to focus on negative things within society the news finds the most sensational stories and highlights the things that are going to make people want to watch longer which are the (laughs) strongest emotional things which is often fear so you were you were just mentioning the fear of yourself and i i just led this preteen ministry so there was a sixth grader who said the same thing that he, he gets angry at himself constantly. So can you walk through like that, that fear again about disappointment and like also the grace that's provided because of it? Yeah, um, it was a really raw time in my life. I was a freshman in college and it was really like this incessant fear that I would have um, of just doing something terrible, really violent, or like um, I'd walk by people and be like, oh, I hope I don't punch them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. But why is there this like fear inside of me? And so, um, and it was walking around with me all day long. And so I got to a really low point where I had to, um, it was the only time in my Christian walk where 
I kind of gave the Lord an ultimatum. There was some faith in there. Like, yeah. I know he's going to come through, but I kind of said, like, Lord, if you don't help me out with this, I don't know that I can keep following you because yeah. I'm so desperate and I'm asking you and I don't know why you wouldn't set me free from this. And so that night, it was at a, a college chapel I was at, and the Lord really did meet me, gave me the faith that he could help me overcome. And he really wanted to walk me through um, a learning process with it. So it wasn't instantly that I was delivered from that fear, but I I was forced to think about allowing him to build my character. I was forced to yeah. think about what might I do and what wouldn't I do. And really what, what it was, like what you said at the beginning, was facing the fear and then finding reality. Yeah. So looking straight at it and realize, like saying, acknowledging out loud, like, I have this fear, it's weird, like yeah. I don't know where it came from, and it's irrational, and I'm not gonna do the things I'm afraid of. Before I faced it and it was just bugging me, it just continued to bug me. But as soon as I was able to look at it through prayer and just yeah. acknowledge it, I found reality, I found the truth. And then when my feet hit the ground again, <laughs> when I found yeah. the firm foundation again, it started to heal. And then I, mm. I remember about a year later realizing like, whoa, I haven't been like <laughs> plagued by that yeah. in a long time. And I didn't, I couldn't tell you when exactly it all yeah. went away, but um, it was something that the Lord had to heal inside of me for sure. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, man. That's that's just evidence of God's grace in our lives. Like when we seek him, he's, he's able to work in our hearts and allow us to wrestle through that and, and be able to get us out on the other side. Um, it could be scary and we could be hard on ourselves and you know, like we, we sin, you know, we are saints for those who are in Christ. We know that we are righteous, but we're still struggling with this and we're on that journey of that. And God's grace is sufficient in times when we think we're not good enough. And, you know, that goes to our other podcast, what we, we talked about, whether we're a disappointment to God even, but those are very real things. So whether it's, you know, somebody who's in college or a sixth grader, there's nothing new under the sun and everybody's kind of wrestling with all these different feelings. So what we're doing here on the podcast is hopefully trying to, again, continue those conversations to hopefully being able to be aware of like what's going on in our hearts and our minds. Yeah. So I'd say the theological takeaway from this is that to overcome fear, you need to find the truth. You need to get connected with reality. And here's where I'll preach. I'm a pastor. <laughs> Jesus is the truth. Jesus is yeah. reality. You see throughout scripture, the um, use of Jesus's name in prayer, not as a magic word, but as a deep connection with the truth, Jesus yeah. as the word of God. And so if we can, um, from with a sincere heart, connect with Jesus by praying in his name against the fear, irrational fears in our lives, I think we're going to see breakthrough if we are consistent with that. That's what my mom taught me when I was young. I remember mm -hmm. a lot of nights, like the fear of the dark would creep in or shadows or noises. Yeah. And I remember my mom telling me to pray in the name of Jesus. Um, if it is anything spiritual, that has to flee at the name of Jesus, she would teach me. And his presence, he himself wants to be there to comfort you. And so as a kid, I still had that childlike faith enough to, I, I remember really just owning that, really believing that. And I still do. <laughs> and it was yeah. because my mom instilled that in me when I was really young. And so I still like feel, um, the, but I, I, it was profound as a kid, like I, fear would creep in. And I remember praying out in the name of Jesus, um, 
I'm not sure if it was out loud or not, uh, but I remember like feeling peace mm. several times, time and time again. And I, I just came to trust. Like yeah. there is real power in this connection I have with Jesus that allows me to pray in his name and it's cool. Like I can do anything, mm -hmm. right? Like nothing yeah. can come against me. Like the Psalms say, the Lord is my light and my foundation. He's the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Mm -hmm. And so like that concept that I can cry out to Jesus and he will actually be there for me and the fear runs away. Uh, it was really beautiful that I'm just so grateful that I was taught that as a kid. And so now, now that I have a chance to be on a podcast that encourages mm -hmm. parents to have these conversations with your kids, I'm almost begging you to do it. Like, yeah. let your kids know how important it is to cry out to Jesus when they're afraid. And that'll be foundational in their faith development. Yeah. There was one time, um, now that you shared that story, there's, I don't get scared often. I don't, but there was one time in my life I was petrified. It was in the middle of the night and like I had just got saved. I was 21 at the time and I'm like frozen in my bed. I'm like, there's somebody in my house right now. Like it was like that kind of like, I've never felt that feeling. And, but somebody who was mentoring me was like talking about praying in Jesus name and like he has authority over everything. And I did it and it went away. Like, it was so weird, but like, for me as a, a new believer, and you and I were talking about like, the prayers of the innocent hearted, like God cares about, like you can pray for anything with boldness and, and God cares and he answers, not always the way that we want it to, sure, but I think praying in Jesus' name, knowing that he is all authority in heavens and on earth, um, that nothing that goes against him shall stand and having that comfort knowing that you know, that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world and that he's on our side, he cares for us and he wants us to come to him when we're scared. Because as every father, I would, I'm sure you with your kids would love it when they're scared, they, they run to you. It's a comforting feeling. So cool. Well, now we get to listen to a real life father-daughter conversation about what to do when you're afraid. Let's listen in. Well, fear is not bad. Yeah. If you stay in that state. For in a that, long time. Yeah, for a long time, definitely. Um, it, it just, it transitions or it becomes, right? The transition is a big word. It becomes worry. Like, and worry, you know, I heard, I heard one thing a long time ago where fear and worry are not of God. Why? Because is God all good or is he all bad? He's all good. Yeah, he's all good. And if God is all good, that means that everything that happens to us mm -hmm. is for our good, right? So mm. that's kind of the thing that we're um, going to talk about right now. Okay. okay. Now, um, I know we've actually had these conversations before a little bit on being afraid, right? Or being <laughs> fearful or <laughs> worrying. So. How often do you feel worry or feel afraid? Maybe not like this weekend, but like 
maybe a little but like um like maybe in bed sometimes mm, yeah and what are you what are you afraid of when you're in bed? Like, i mean so you, it's at night then yeah right and we put you to bed yeah um like maybe a fire happening mm. or a spider coming oh yeah which i don't like spiders at all <laughs> no not many people like spiders no. anything else that you're afraid of um at night when when that happens Sometimes, not often, um, but like sometimes I'm afraid that, well, maybe not afraid, but I just imagine that like bad guys will come and chain me up and stuff. Mm. Now, um, I mean, you've told me this stuff before and that you're afraid. What, what usually happens? What is when mama goes up or when I go up? What, what usually do we say? Do we say, too bad? No. Or what do we do? Um, well, sometimes maybe you say, like, maybe we can pray about it or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, or we think about good things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here is a question that I would like you to ask right there, okay? Can you ask me that question? Okay. What are some of the things you're afraid of? Mm, what are some of the things I'm afraid of? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a good question because adults aren't afraid of anything, so nothing, right? No, I'm just kidding. I, I think I've told you this story before was when you, were, when you weren't born yet. You know, I didn't know what it was going to be like to be a father. And so I thought about it and I thought about it and I'm like, well, I have a father. I have a dad. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but, but he's old. And he had kids. And he's old, so that means... I'm going to die soon. That was kind of my thought was like, I'm going to have a baby too. I'm going to die. And I, I didn't like the idea of my whole life being done. You don't want to die really soon. No, you, you definitely don't. You're right. Um, and so I was really afraid of that. And, you know, I ended up being something that I prayed to God about and I shared it with other friends and, they, and shared it with mama, of course. And we, we got through it, and now you're born, and now you're, you're seven. And a half. Seven and a half, that's right. And I'm not dead yet. <laughs> you know? I mean, at least I don't think so, right? Yeah. Um, but well, I, I can see you. So okay, you're not good. Whew, yeah. All right, good. <laughs> so, you know, you, you did share that you were afraid of some things, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the dark. No, not the dark. You're afraid of sometimes. bad guys some, sometimes coming in or bugs um, or fire. and um, So how can I help when you're feeling that way? You um, could, like, we can pray about it and maybe read the Bible so mm-hmm. I don't feel as afraid. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a verse in the Bible actually and i want you to read it um this bible verse here it's mm-hmm. from psalm 56 verse 3. Well, can you there's read actually that? a lot of verses but that's a, that's verses. true that's a really good point yep uh when i'm afraid i put my trust in you which means god yeah absolutely why do you think god tells us i mean so there's that verse yeah. right and that's in is that's in psalm so is that in the old or the new testament Mm-hmm. But there's verses not only in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament as well. And it says it all the time. It talks about it. 
So why do you think God tells us not to be afraid so much in the Bible? Because he's right next to us and we don't have to be afraid of anything. Yeah, that's true. But can we see God? No. No, so does it make it harder sometimes to trust because of that? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think of uh, a good example is, let's say you want to jump off uh, the pool deck into the water, right? Are you just going to jump out there without anyone there when you're younger? Maybe when you're older, but what do you what do you hope for? That I'm going to have my hands up, right? Ready to catch you so that you don't go under the water. And I think a lot of times God is doing that, right? What do you mean by that? I think God is, he's got his hands out there, ready, you know, he says, trust me, but we don't see it. Well, yeah. Can yeah. you think of any uh, stories in the Bible where they had to trust? Mm. Well, everybody had to trust in the Bible, like, um, like, um, Daniel had to trust God mm. if he was going to be getting thrown into the lines then. That's a very good point. Because that's kind of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very kind dangerous. Of, yeah, very dangerous. <laughs> they get eaten full of lions. That's a really good point. Yeah. And, you know, he says, do not be afraid. You know, like you said in Psalm 56, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Do you ever feel like you're the only one that ever struggles with fear and worry? Well, everybody does. Yeah. So... Why do you not feel like you're the only one that struggles? Maybe because of sin. Like, that's not, like, sin that much, but it can turn into really bad stuff. Mm. But, like, because we all have sin in our hearts, and we can be fearing stuff a lot. Mm. Yeah. You told me a really good story the other day about um, the Israelites. Were this Israelites always free? No, no, they weren't. But they became free when? When did they become free? Um, when they trust God. Mm, it's so true. Do you think they always trusted God? No. No? It says in the Bible, they brought well, to different idols. Yeah, that's true. Would you say that fear is a good thing or is a bad thing in of itself? Mm, kind of both. Like... It can be bad in some ways, and it can be a little good in some ways. Yeah. Give me an example. When could fear be a good thing? Well, like, if you're, like, not excited, but, like, if you're fearing of, like, what might happen, um, and it might be bad, like, you can fear about that. Like, it's nothing bad about that. Like, Mm. you can fear something that might happen that it might be kind of worrying to you. Mm. Okay, I got you. So, like, that's not necessarily bad. That's just being fearful of not knowing something. Yeah. Right. You don't know the future. Like. Yeah, but you can also... Don't, don't you hear in the Bible sometimes it talks about fearing God? Is that a good fear or a bad fear? Um, a good one? Yeah, I, you're right. Absolutely. Because is God, like, kind of powerful? He's all-powerful. Yeah, he's all-powerful. So having a fear of God is a good thing. But at your point, I think you were right, absolutely, that their fear can be both good and bad. 
And when fear becomes worrying, like you just said, then all of a sudden it's not good anymore. Does that make sense? Maybe a little. Yeah. What about you? What about me? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I think that it's important to realize that even, even, like, I, I sometimes wonder, is, is being afraid not, that, that's not too much of a bad thing. Worrying is. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah, because, uh, here, so listen, think about this. So, if you're afraid, that, that almost, uh, being afraid makes you then trust God more, mm. right? Because if you weren't afraid of anything then would you ever feel like you need to go to the Lord? You know, it's the same thing that, like, if you knew everything, why would you ever need God's help? And, like, um, like if you didn't fear anything, then you might actually just go in the water and get bitten by a shark. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that wouldn't be good at all. But I, So I think having a little bit of fear... Fearing of God or being a little bit of afraid is a good thing, um, because God doesn't promise us that tomorrow that we're going to have tomorrow, right? God just promises us today. But then, if if we focus so hard on that that we start to worry, like you said, then it becomes bad. So, to recap a little bit, so we would say that fear is both what good and bad. Yep. And would you say that worry? is what would you put worry maybe a little bad yeah yeah I, and i think it, it falls in the fear category but worry i think is even worse than just a little bit of fear yeah i think we what we've realized now is that it's not as black and white as we think it is you know like it's not either all this or all that mm. You know, it's it's kind of a blend a little kind bit. Kind of like paintings, like it's not like all just one color. Mm. It's like it has to be a different kind of colors mm. to make it look more pretty. Oh, I like that. That's a good that's a good picture there. Well this is great. Thanks for talking to me through this. This uh -huh. is really helpful. Well should we say bye? We should say goodbye. Goodbye guys. Good. Well thank you so much. See ya. Bye. Bye. That is so much. So now stop this. Thank you so much, J.O. and Lucia, for, for sharing that intimate moment with us. We are grateful for families like you, and we want to encourage everybody to have conversations like this to just to engage in what fear actually does and how it can shape the way we live our lives. Yeah, let's jump into some practical advice for having this conversation with your kids. You obviously took tips from that conversation you just heard, but we compiled a list here of some things that might help as you decide that you want to have a conversation about fear with your kids, whether formal or whenever it comes up. Either way, have these things in the back of your head when you have that conversation. Yeah, Give us and, something. And, like yeah, that. and we're not limited to this. So we'll just share a few here. The rest are going to be located on the show notes, so don't forget to watch that. But so again, not all fear is bad, uh, but it's, it's not meant to stay. So fear that is allowed to linger, it transitions to worry. So being able to identify your children like, hey, it's okay to have this feeling, but being able to deal with it and process it because the longer that fear stays there, like he doesn't give us a spirit of fear, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that we constantly remind our kids of that. 
Yeah. Whatever the fear is that you're talking about with your kid, try to find a promise from scripture, from the Lord that connects with it. So if it's a fear of condemnation, you got all sorts of beautiful promises about forgiveness. If it's a fear of death, well, we got the assurance of heaven and salvation and that we don't grieve as those without hope. Focus on God's promises and his faithfulness. And again, that will help ground your kids in what's really real. Yeah, one of my favorite things to encourage, and I I think all churches should do this, all parents should do this, is look at church historians and biographies of people who've lived through this. Like, there were plenty of historical church fathers and missionaries and martyrs who were all scared. Mm -hmm. So, no matter what age, if you're a parent listening to this, a grandparent, it's okay to be scared because we are not alone. Those church fathers, those missionaries, those people who have died for their faith, they felt that fear. A lot have overcome it. Some rested in God's sovereignty in it, but it's just encouraging to know that we are not alone in our fears, and there's plenty of people who have been able to share in the the suffering with us. So as you're having this conversation, be mindful of the balance between a healthy fear and a fear that's irrational. So as you're talking to your kids, affirm in them the fears that are just for self-protection. The ones you want to talk through with them are the ones that are irrational. Yeah, and like you said earlier, Josiah, like part of the, the reason we feel uh, fear is because the whether that's negative news or movies or culture or even friends who who put this, you know, subconscious input into our, our lives that, that increase within us this uneasiness. And um, it's just important to remember what we're putting in will come out. So being able to monitor in our own lives. So like if we want to tell our children, hey, be careful what you put into your lives, we should also evaluate what we put into ours because what, yeah. how we react and what we put into our lives, our children will see a lot more than we think. That's good. Feelings of fear and worry are natural, but we don't have to stay in that mental state long term. So as children of God, we're free to release fear and walk in his peace instead. It's also important to remember that pride or a desire to control are sometimes the root of our fear or worry because like we want to understand a situation so much so when you mentioned earlier the fear of the future a lot of times because we we don't like uncertainty and we don't like losing control so being able to know like all right are we actually scared of like an outcome or are we scared of losing the ability to control what's happening in our life so as parents we also need to remember to humble ourselves before god and release that fear and walk in obedience to him because at the end of the day he is the one that's in control and he allows us to to freely walk and live and love others but ultimately we can't determine what hairs we make gray and not and we don't know what tomorrow brings so for today and walking in fear we must first walk in obedience in this conversation with your kids give them hope give them a real solid picture that they can live their life in a way that's not bound by fear Give them the truth that they're going to have to come up with the muscles to deal with fear their whole life. But through Christ, we have the power to live free from the burden of fear and worry, the kind that, that debilitates us. Um, he is the one that's in control. It says his perfect love casts out fear. And for some of us, that's like a whole lifelong journey of learning to 
fall deeper and deeper into that love so that we're more and more free of fear. Give them that hope. Even if it's something you're convincing yourself of while you're saying it, <laughs> you can be honest about that too. Like uh, wherever you're at, let them know. But um, hold on to the truth, the biblical truth that he really wants to set us free and he doesn't want us to live a life that's in bondage to fear for the rest of our life. So give them that vision. Because sometimes fear just feels so suffocating, yeah. like we're never going to get out of it. So help them see from a um, zoomed out perspective that they can overcome this and that this won't be the rest of their life where they're bound to this. Yeah, amen. So what should I do when I'm afraid? Hopefully you guys enjoyed this, but but don't forget to subscribe, uh, share with a friend who has kids. If you or your children uh, want to be interviewed, let us know. And if you have any questions you'd like to discuss, please let us know as well. Um, we are constantly praying for you always that that these conversations, these verses or suggestions are are merely like supplemental to like what you guys are doing at home. So we're praying for a, a rise to a next generations of, of people who love and fear God and love others and serve them well. But until next time, God bless and take care, y'all. Yep, bye.